Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera. And this is Natasha Mina. And you are tuned in to a new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast. Hey, friend. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm really good. Like, I have, like, a burst of energy. And you want to know why? You got some pain. No, I wish I did. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you just Um, keep letting people know that it's, like, definitely not going down right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. I mean, just telling... Telling my pain. business, I don't do that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> neither one of us. No shade to anybody. It's just not it my does. We just ain't into that. I want the but real thing. The, I want the. You want to feel it come alive? Day, you know, <laughs> ain't nothing like the real. <laughs> Woo! You better. You better know, girl. No, we um because yesterday, well, Tuesday, we were able to record. Uh, be guests on Black Girl Brunch podcast. So yes, that was, was definitely fun, and that was a vibe. It was totally like it was. What uh, I loved that it, it was just an organic, you know, collaboration of like minds. Everybody was chill. It was the first time we all were together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it was so nice, and it's like the conversations just. Flew. It flows so much <laughs> that we like did away with the outline, and it literally yeah. was like meeting your cousins for the first time. Even though Girl. I went to school with Iman, but it's like it's and that was good because I haven't seen her in so long. So, right, yeah, it was, it was really time. nice to meet so, them. You guys mm-hmm. definitely go listen to Black Girl Brunch. Follow them. Definitely. Listen to the, all their episodes, including the episode we were on. If you coming from Black Girl Brunch, thank you for joining. Welcome. I, Welcome right. to this shit show. <laughs> yes, yes. Because all of this is mess. <laughs> They're about to cut. Uh, it's like no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it was really a good time. So shout out to them now. Yes, we'll definitely have them on in the future, near future. Yeah, yeah I can't wait for that. So, um, you want to get into these topics? Yeah. So, uh, you want to start with Kyrie? Yeah, go Kyrie ahead. Irving. Mm-hmm. So, um, as some of you may or may not know, uh, Kyrie Irving, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have an article in front of me um, at this moment, but he basically went online um, just publicly stating that he did not feel comfortable playing in the league and being forced to be vaccinated to play. So he was just going to like sit it out. Um, and, you know, he was just being like really apologetic, even though I didn't feel like he needed to be. But um, just, you know, letting people know that it was his own personal decision. You know, he wasn't trying to sway people to be anti-vax and he wasn't necessarily saying that. But, um, you know, for his own, you know, well-being and for his family, it seems like they collectively have decided that it was in his best interest to sit out. And he received a lot of backlash for it, like a lot Um, within the sports industry. A lot of past athletes had a lot to say. Uh, Stephen A. Smith. I know that Magic Johnson had stuff to say. Um, I know. um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, What's the Charles Barkley? um, 
Charles Bar Ugh, him too. But no, what's um you know the 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 white guy that girl now you know I do not know basketball. And you I do know sure the one know. that was having the issues with Wendy Williams. They was Howard Stern. He had a lot to say. I was about to, to say, Mama. I, I, I could not think. I could picture him in my head, but I couldn't think his I name. I was about to say, I don't know sports, and I damn sure don't know white players. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is yeah, out of my you know, realm. <laughs> But they had a, a lot to say, and it's just, to me, it's so odd because, you know, it's like they act like the money is coming out of their pockets, or, sure. like, if, if anything, to me, Kyrie is the one taking the L. <laughs> like, it's him taking the L, so you're mad that he doesn't want to get a vaccine that he feels as though it's being forced on him, and... From what I remember of the video, what he said was he was in agreement to play and he had signed on to play until at the last minute it was like mandated before it was an option to be vaccinated. Then they changed it at the last second and said it was mandatory. Mm -hmm. And then he felt like it wasn't a decision anymore. He didn't want to do it. So what do you think about everything that happened with that? So I have like a thing. I think a part of the reason why I don't like sports because I don't like how a lot of people treat players as if they're slaves and as if like because they they love the sport right and they go to the games and they pay play for memorabilia and all of that other stuff that they have a right to talk to players a certain way to treat players a certain way i hate that especially when white people do it i really really hate it like right. it's yeah, like y'all get too invested and it's, it's his life now mm -hmm. as far as like not being vaccinated like i said before in the past it's your choice if you don't want to be. However, you have to be okay with the consequences because that's just the world we live in. And being as though he's okay with the consequences, why is the fact that he's not playing such a big deal? Why? Because y'all wanted to strong arm him to right. play because y'all felt like y'all finally had a chance of winning, perhaps. I don't even know what baseball team he is, and I really don't give a damn. So, um, <laughs> I believe he's with the, the Nets. Oh, okay. So Jay-Z, talk to your people <laughs> and let them know, like, he don't have to play. If he don't want to play, he don't have to play. Like, y'all right. feel like y'all own people. You can't, y'all gave him an option and y'all didn't think that he was going to take it. Y'all think that he was going to strong arm. This man make, has $90 million. What y'all mad right. is that basketball money is guaranteed. So he took y'all money and sat the fuck down. You cannot yeah. suspend him. And then the craziest part is like next year, who's to say that him being vaccinated is going to be relevant? Right, exactly. Like we exactly. don't know. And it's even with these jobs, you know, being like, oh, essential workers, they were they worked throughout the whole pandemic, couldn't be around their families, living in tents, living in hotels, can only see their family. Um Every so often, we're in the thick of the pandemic, and now y'all firing all of these people because they refuse to be vaccinated. It's, it's ridiculous. So I feel like you took away a decision. I know when I decided to get vaccinated, it wasn't mandatory at the time. I did it because, you know, I wanted to also... It was for, you know, because I was going to travel, but it was also because I am around a loved one that is very elderly and I help out a lot and I didn't want to be the reason why anything could have, you know, possibly happened. I just wanted to cross my T's and dot my I's just to say, you know, I did my due diligence, you know? 
Right, right. And it was my decision. <laughs> I didn't feel pressured to do it. I weighed my options, and that was why I was, I would do it. If if for reason did like my, my job be like, oh, we're gonna fire you, I'm gonna take the unemployment. Girl, I'm like, not quitting. in a heartbeat. <laughs> One thing I'm not doing is quitting. <laughs> it is too many remote jobs that is out there in the world today that you don't even have to be physically at any type of place um, if you don't want to. There's other forms of ways to get money out here in this world. Uh, but this is the part I don't get. So I know a relative of mine that got the vaccine at the top of the year and um she got both doses and then she texted me maybe like six weeks ago and said, um, cause she has, uh, she has kidney disease and she said, you know, so she, you know, frequently goes and, you know, um, it's been, I think the 10 year mark. So she might have to get a new one. I think after 10 years, you have to get a new uh, kidney transplant. She had one. Um, she said that when they checked her levels, that there was no antibodies, of COVID in her system, which means that the vaccine was no longer fucking relevant. It wasn't even in there. So my thing is, if people have to get boosters and whatnot, even if let's say Kyrie did get it, how do y'all really even know the time frame that somebody is covered for? You're just kind of guesstimating that shit. A lot of people that got vaccinated mm-hmm. a while ago might not still technically be considered vaccinated anymore. The shit right. might have wore off. You for know sure. what I mean? Like, it's just weird to for me. For sure. That's it's how so I weird, think but... of it. But I just feel like y'all mad because he made a decision for himself. It's not like he's trying to play. He sat down. If he was still trying to play, it is like, okay, well, you're kind of putting people at risk. Or because as a lawyer, I would just tell you, look, because you don't want to be vaccinated, they forced all these other people to be vaccinated. If anybody catches COVID, they're going to blame you. Right. That puts you at a disadvantage to be sued by multiple people. So you're absolutely right. Sit this one mm-hmm. out. Yep. And I shout out to his all the people that was supporting him that protested a couple of days ago at Barclays Center. Yeah. Um, they went up there protesting in support of Kyrie. And I loved that. Because at first when I seen it, I was like, oh, I just heard his name in protest. And I was like, I know people not acting up because that man didn't want to do it. But it was like, oh, no, they're supporting him. Like, and I love that. But the thing it, you know, is, with some of these people, they are supporting his decisions. I don't think they're just supporting him. I think they're pushing their anti-vax um, oh, type of... It's extremist. Yeah, it's extremist. <laughs> and I don't think he thought about it that far. I just think that he didn't like... He chose not to do it. And there's well, a he lot of said people, that on purpose. He purposely he, said he wasn't trying to tell anybody not to get it. Like, he was... He measured his words very, very well in the statement that he said to let people know he was not anti-vax. He said that. Like, he just was doing what was best for him. Just in case, I guess, a pushback like this happened, he wouldn't, he mm-hmm. wouldn't, be, blamed. He wouldn't be blamed. Yeah, like I he don't was trying think to have this agenda. A lot of people give a shit about him personally. Yeah, that could I be I think true people too. just try to push their agenda a lot Take of the, the time. They took in the moment and just say, all right, now this is the opportunity to get in front of the cameras, mm-hmm. you know, and make it a big deal. Let's support Kyrie. Yeah, I can see that. You know, either way, I, I you know, I commend him for... 
um, standing up for itself and for Floyd Mayweather coming out and making a statement um, in support of Kyrie. I haven't really seen any other athletes publicly. I could be wrong. I just haven't seen it. Um, them publicly support him. But, you know, uh, Floyd Mayweather did come out to, you know, just say that he was, you know, like he had his back and, you know, he understands that he's his own man. And, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, just do what they say to do. You you know, you're mm-hmm. still a human being. You're a human being first before Period. he's an athlete. So, Period. so yeah, make nice. the decisions that are, you know, best for you and live with the consequences. But let's go to our next topic. And this is a topic that I had wanted to talk about a while, but I never really had a way to bring it up. And I don't watch Love and Hip Hop too much. If it's on, it's just like background. Neither one of us. I don't really pay attention. But something that went, that's actually like interesting went viral on Love and Hip Hop Miami. Uh, Rapper Ace Hood, he is married to a woman named Sheila Marie. And she's very conscious. She's all about um, black women's empowerment, you know, very Erica Badu-ish, I'll say, <laughs> you know, right. like okay. righteousness and wretchedness, you know, that type of thing, but not like an extremeness. I feel like I think she's just very conscious of like gentle uh, parenting and, you know, natural using natural um, medicine and things like that, you know. Okay. Um, she decided that she, a couple of years ago, I believe she started a retreat called the, let me get the right name. Cause I do not want to mess this up, but she has a retreat that's for black women and they're healing. And during the unruly the, retreat. Yes. Her company is called curvy, curly conscious. Right. And the retreat is called the, um, you know, the unruly retreat. But Mm -hmm. she was saying she was in one of the scenes was she was around amongst the women. One of the women was this lady named Neri. She's married to a rapper named Noriega from, you know, Drink Champs. Right. So she says, you know, not to make you feel excluded. I am having a retreat um, and everyone is invited. However, I don't want you to feel away, but it's just for black women. So, you know, and it's nothing against you. I just created a space and I have told the women that have signed up for my retreat that it's simply for black women so that they can be comfortable and we can talk about all of the things. They can be vulnerable in a space with their sisters. And Neri felt Mm -hmm. a way about it. And she sat down with her and Princess Love, who was Ray J's wife. And she was just talking about how she felt a way. She... She brought it up respectfully. She really, you know, said that she didn't understand. Sheila said, you know, I appreciate you coming to me with this and I don't mind explaining why. And she explained why, you know, this is a, a, this is one corner of a space where she wants to create in a world where black women that attend feel safe to say whatever they want to say. Right. So, however they want to feel, think however they want to think. And they won't be judged and they won't feel combative, you know, like it's a space of healing. You know, there are things that go on in our community that we can't talk about out loud. We we we're not always able to have these conversations with other female counterparts from different cultures that you just don't understand. Just like I won't understand a lot of things in the Puerto Rican culture or, you know, 
Cuban or, you know, certain parts of Africa. I don't know your plight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know it. I don't know what it's like to do these things. So if you create a space, I don't feel like I should infiltrate that. Right. And I that's what the lady was trying to say. And Princess Love brought up the fact that Neri had black children. So she should have been allowed to attend so that she can learn how to help her children. And she and um, Princess Love brought up that she was raised by a mother who isn't black and feel like if there was a space for her mom to go to, like this retreat, that she would have been had a better connection with her mother and that her mom would have known what it was like to raise black children. And Sheila was just like, you know, my mom's not white and my mom's not invited. <laughs> I mean, my mom's white and she's not invited. Right. It's just period. It's just what it is. So I'm not saying that I don't care about the plight of women that aren't black. I'm saying this is for black women. And a lot of people were upset and were saying that she's being exclusive and it's segregation and all of these other things. So what's your thoughts? Well, first of all, I feel like people want to always infiltrate something. So when it's convenient for other cultures and I, and you know, no offense to other, any other women that we're talking about, that's not black or not a hundred percent black. Right. Or even the girl that who's a well, girl who hosts 50%. I mean, she's right. half white, half black, but she's right. black, <laughs> you know, right. But she identifies, identifies more black. to me. It seems like she identifies as black. So my thing is, I don't really understand, you know, for some cultures, it seems convenient, you know, when it's anti-black women, I'm going to need you to stand up and do, you know, create a retreat for all black women that you can be included in. Um, if mm-hmm. you feel that way, because you don't have a problem sitting things out when it's something negative. And that's the whole point of the retreat is us as black women, we don't get the option to turn our black womenness off and fucking on. Mm-hmm. Just because you are sleeping with a black man and you may have black female children that may, when your child gets older, maybe she can have a com- she can have a seat here at this table too. But you're not invited because at the end of the day, I don't think you identify as black and you don't get to turn it on and off this is something that we have to deal with so and only we can understand that what i never understood is people are always trying to be so inclusive in things that i feel like it's like if you don't have a outward disability like a you know um i don't know autism or even with that there are people that are very weird about that because you know when they have like the Chuck E. Cheese days where it's for you know they have sensibility things and they have things that are geared towards uh, children with autism, like people right. get upset about that too. You all, I didn't people, know that. Yeah, people get I, upset about that. Like they want, like say, if you go to Chuck E. Cheese and you go onto this particular Chuck E. Cheese with your kids, and that's the day that's for children living with autism. You know what I mean? And you get turned right. away. People get upset about that and just stop thinking that everything is for you. That's the one exactly. damn thing that get on my nerves about this country. Everything isn't geared towards you. It's not for you. You can create spaces. Like you take up so much space in the world. Why do you need this small bit of space? Right. I I just don't understand. To me, it just changes the narrative and it's like overshadowing the point. It's like, well, I want to sit down. So you know what it made me think of? Um, That show that you, I don't even know if you watched it, the Bell Collective one. 
They show mm. might have had like a yeah, season. I watched the clip. I watched the clip you brought uh, the right. Uh, right. So when they had a white woman sitting down at basically a black woman's like tea party, and she kept uh, chiming in about, you know, it's like she felt like she had to defend in my the way I I, I took it as she felt like she had to defend, you know, her culture of being white. And it's like that's the reason why the space ain't for nobody outside of this fucking culture. And people was telling the person that hosted that event this you know i know this is your friend and everything but this is why like i didn't kind of want that like you know i didn't want to be disrespectful but this is why because it's it changes the narrative and now it makes it about you now it makes Mm -hmm. it about oh well why am i not invited this is not about you because if you know what the other thing is and i hate to say it like this but this is how i feel i feel like it's like you know when you put the light on something in, in a positive thing, black women are not uplifted in a positive light ever. So when we do have a little bit of uplifting and positivity, it's like somebody else has to infiltrate that because I'll be damned. To me, the, the, they say that the worst, uh, the biggest fear should be black men getting together, but it's black women because we the one that runs the whole fucking culture. For exactly. It we is. carry the shit on our back. So and, and to see us not going back and forth, you can't look at fighting videos. It's, it's positivity. And it was a bunch of women too that video you sent me it was a it bunch was of beautiful. women beautiful it was so <laughs> Look at beautiful like, I really was like see I've been to brunches where it's like oh for successful women and da, 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 da. and the energy be given very much fake like it's fake like y'all are you think it's I, like money money yeah, oriented it's, it's, it's no real healing there's nothing that I feel like these women walk away with beneficial you know Y'all talk about, y'all have these brunches for women to become entrepreneurs, right? All right. you talk about is how, oh yeah, because I have this when I started and I hustled it. But you don't say, look, and I feel like the one we went to, she was very upfront about giving tips on what to do. Um, yeah. But some of them don't, they'll, they won't be like, they'll be like, oh, find your own vendor. Here's the thing. Not everybody got hundreds and thousands of dollars to keep going through different vendors. Right, exactly. If I go, like, that's like being like, okay, oh, here's a list of 20 different hair vendors. Good job. Good luck. So that means I got to buy products for 20,000 of them. But bitch, I just paid you four stakes for a retreat and you can't fucking tell me Right. <laughs> and all I got was a damn robe and I some fucking pictures on and Instagram. Some fucking catered food. <laughs> but that event, it looked like it looked like the women were actually bonding. They were doing things they wouldn't normally do. They were um like comfortable in their bodies, like and just yeah, having a good time yeah. and getting to know each other and sharing different talks and learning about meditation and learning different things. And white women have these spaces. Right. Exactly. They do. Exactly. And the reason why it's not forthright to you guys, because it doesn't say exclusively for white women, because white women take up space everywhere. So what they'll do is they have a lottery. (laughs) That's all they do. They still have your black ass pay the uh, membership and lottery fee, but you just not going to get in. Right. Exactly. That's a lot of it. And the thing is, Neri, I get that you feel like you might learn something. And to be honest, maybe perhaps deep down the line, you do have some black in you. You, you know, you might. I don't know. Right. Because we were all, this. it's this little weird thing that happened in history. A lot of people like to forget, but it's called slavery. And they <laughs> stole us 
from Africa and they placed us mm-hmm. all over this side of the with North America. Okay. Right. North and South America, they just threw us all over the place and we all just kind of migrated and learned where we were. And some people had most children with Europeans and things like that and the French and all of that. And a lot of us, you know, were able to stay and, you know, our ancestors obviously were having sex with other African slaves. Not everybody, mm-hmm. right? right? Or being raped. I don't like to say sex, but whatever. They were right. reproducing, being forced to have relations to prove oh, African slave masters. Because oh, I was about to say, slaves is raping slaves. No, no, but no. I meant being forced to reproduce. And oh, I was okay. saying right. that the, you know, some African slaves in different parts were being raped by Frenchmen and Spain and all of that. Yeah. So they yeah. were. That's where so Dominicans they, come but from. Here's the thing. You don't identify. You don't identify with no parts of Billy and Belak. You're Puerto mm-hmm. Rican and you stand on it and that's fine. But until you decide that you understand that you are a Puerto Rican woman of African descent, you are a Cuban woman of African descent, you are a Trinidadian woman of African descent, a lot of stuff right. just not going to make sense for you. Right. Or you're exactly. a Demi- you know... You're, but what you do know, you want to go so bad for anyway? What do because you want to go can't. so bad for? Because yeah. you can't. <laughs> it's like you a kid. You say no, make you want it more. You yeah, don't give a fuck. what do you need to be there for? Like, oh, you sorry, don't. you're not invited. I don't uh, know. Maybe it was think... going into a certain context at the show when she said that she wasn't invited. I don't know. She just but... fell away. She fell away. And I feel like there is, I would love to see you know, more Latino women having spaces where they can all come together and learn different things because there are things within your own community that you have to work with, just like our community. Mm -hmm. You know, we still have issues with colorism within our community, just like you do. That's a space for you and your culture, for you to talk about, for y'all to see why. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we can't have serious topics. I'm sorry. It was the way you said it. It was very, it was very pointed. <laughs> Literally. But it's like, <laughs> fix those things with you guys. There yeah. are women's retreats everywhere. So that's also being like, one, like a lot of y'all that were complaining, y'all not even uh, identify as women. Right, right, right. Like right. a lot of y'all don't. So right. like, y'all right. were just complaining and y'all were white. <laughs> and People you are a white woman getting mad because a Puerto Rican woman you agree with the Puerto Rican woman but for real for real y'all wouldn't let her into y'all shit so Neri right. you should what you should I would have respected be like okay that's cool I understand now you know what I feel like that maybe that's something that I should do or maybe I'll be interested if you know anybody that has a space like this for you know Latina women I would love to attend right Right. Because it's also, you know what's funny? It's super cute. You want to be included, but a lot of y'all be with black men and then be like, oh, yeah, because black men prefer Latin women. <laughs> Girl. Well, the thing is, though, I don't see us as black women trying to infiltrate things that seem to be, you know, um, cultural that's not ours. Like, I don't, we don't make big fusses about it. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't care about, you know, y'all little shindig. Like, I don't know. I just think that you I, just want to be a part uh, of the conversation. I feel like, like the, that's just what it is. I feel like the only time people feel that way is if they're in a space 
where they're the only black person. And it's being obvious that they're being excluded from things that's not exclusive to white culture or Asian culture or Latin culture. You know what I mean? Like, if you, it's not like, okay, let's say Neri's daughter has a quinceanera, right? She invited all of these white people, invited Latins, and then she knew Sheila and was like, oh, okay, girl. <laughs> right. Then right. that's like, okay, now that's excluding. That has nothing to do with the culture. That has everything to do with, bitch, you just don't want me there. Right. I, I don't know. I just feel like they just needed some type of narrative. But this is the question I have for you. Why was Princess crying? I feel like she has, she needs help. In a place where even I'm sorry. no, it just feels like she is one of those women that had no guidance for real, or no didn't oh. grow up on love. Like she's detached, and I think she feels like because her mom had a black daughter and her mom didn't understand black culture, that it was an issue. Her mom like, was Asian, right? Yeah, that she had a disconnect because her mom didn't understand nothing about her being black. And her blackness was ignored until it wasn't anymore. Like, she grew up without it. You know what I mean? So she feels like if it was a space like that for created for women like her mother to attend so that it wouldn't hurt other generations of women, which I totally agree with. I don't think, but you're trying to make Sheila's retreat that. And they don't have anything to do with that. Maybe you as a biracial woman talk about your experiences and create a space for women with biracial children or women that identify as biracial where one of their, you know, uh, cultures was ignored. Just as simple as that. Just create your own space. But y'all don't care that much. You don't care that much. No, because it's just, again, like I said, I just feel like it's a distraction. It's just a way to overshadow the good of what it is and just to call out the fact that, oh, I'm not invited. And instead of saying, wow, it's black women empowering black women and we're trying to change the narrative, especially on a show like fucking we're trying to hip hop. Right. But it was okay when it was like trash and, you know, I'm sure they was doing. Now, if it was black women that was exclusively doing some ratchet shit, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't want to fucking sit down. They were like, oh, it's a twerk contest and we're going to have what t shirts. You'd be far Going to be playing her music and we all licking pussies and all types of shit. You wouldn't have went to Sukiyana video shoot when they was all eating that twat. (laughs) <laughs> oh, ugh, you went Near you uh, wasn't trying to go. You just want to go because it sounds she like she was eating coochie. By the way, it was coochie. You always call it something. That's what it was. I'm telling you, that was some stinky. It was cooch. Trust me. Speaking of which, made uh, tip drill look like kids bop. I <laughs> <laughs> real shit. Like you know, everything ain't for everybody. See, and that's the that's the time when exclusivity is you know. It's okay, women then. shouldn't be trying to like they could have said they want to fuck out, but you know she wanted to have people, and I wouldn't want to be fucking invited. All I see I was black you. faces. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't actually watch it to be honest. I didn't watch. I seen it. what I needed to see. Right, that's exactly, and it was more than enough. It didn't, so. girl. They, you knew <laughs> it was gonna be bad when they swiped the card down the ass in the first ten seconds, and then it was just like, oh well. <laughs> right. Well, Everything speaking of um, fucking crazy ass music videos, 
So, J Balvin apologizes for featuring Black women on leashes and how you pronounce it, para music video. So, I have um, uh, the article from Hollywood Unlocked. It says, J Balvin received heavy backlash over his new music video titled Para, where he featured Black women on leashes, and now he's apologizing. Para, a collaboration with Dominican artist Tokisha, is about dogs in heat. Oh, wow. In the music video, Balvin is seen walking black women styled like dogs on leashes and depicts them in cages. Following criticism, even from the vice president of Colombia, who called the visual sexist, racist, machista, and misogynistic. What's machista? It's like machismo. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. The music video was eventually taken down. The Latin artist is now apologizing to those he offended. On Sunday, Balvin issued an apology via his Instagram story saying, I want to say sorry to whomever felt offended, especially to the Black community. That's not who I am. I'm about tolerance, love, and inclusivity. I also like to support new artists. In this case, Tokisha, a woman who supports her people, her community, and also empowers women. As a form of respect, I removed the video eight days ago, but because the criticism continued, I'm here making a statement. Mom, I'm sorry too. Life gets better each day. Thank you for listening to me. Let me see what this Tokisha girl look like because he threw her under the bus. Tokisha. <laughs> also, case, not to be funny, Pera means bitch. So you got some black bitches. Oh, does it? Yes, I looked at it. And wait, and so wait, so what is what did you say machista means? Machista. It's like machismo, like um, like a big male ego, like um. Oh, okay. You get what I mean? Like that. Right, 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 right. Um, and then misogynistic. Yeah, like misog- it's another word for misogyny. That's why I couldn't couldn't think of the word. That's why we we have a show together. But girl. yeah, <laughs> the girl kind of look a little, you know, Afro-Latina, but probably don't recognize herself as being Afro-Latina until she want to put braids in. But mm-hmm. um, he threw her ass right under the bus. But that's what I'm saying. This is shit you need to <laughs> be protesting about a lot of the times. And because you can't pretend to tell me that having, first of all, having a, a show called Bitch, I mean, a song called Bitch, mm-hmm. then having... Yeah black women you don't have black women in your videos no other time i was gonna say that i was gonna ask that the one time you decide to showcase back black women you put fucking dog ears and a leash on them and you're fucking walking them and and what type of fucking money would y'all bitches get in when y'all got on all fours they look a little slow (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm so sorry but they don't seem to be raped (laughs) i'm gonna just say that they because these they look dumb as shit to me first of all and like you said see this goes back to what our conversation just was like this is what the representation is always about our fucking culture and specifically about our gender too and i'm so Mm -hmm. over people acting like they're so offended when they can't be included in something positive but your ass ain't fucking speaking up for this are no, you saying you're not something? Are you about it. trying to be inclusive of this? Are you want to? Do you want to say anything? Do you want to speak out publicly so that you can be a part of the conversation? Because then that would mean you got what was going on. Exactly. See, this is this is how you get a seat at the fucking table. It's exactly. not when it's the fun part. You got to do with the the fucked up parts of everything. So you don't get to just you know sit at the bread at the table and have oh yeah go we made it no bitch you got to go through the fucking treaches like the fuck we do we go through all of that shit. And we can't, like I said before, take it off. This is ignorant. And to me, he's wacky 
as shit. He looks corny, and I can tell his dick is not even big. And Beyonce, shorts, I don't, don't see do no another fucking song with him, okay? Do what song does she do? Mahente. Don't do another... Don't give his ass another motherfucking feature, okay? Mm-hmm. And don't perform with his ass. Yeah, okay. I, that you wasn't. That just. Wasn't I know she cool. be w- listening, <laughs> right? Listen, really, like that's just. I don't know. I just don't understand. To me, you know. Well, we. I'm. A, I'm gonna save my comment because it, it's gonna tie into something else we're gonna talk about later. But I'll just say this: we, Why is I don't hear any black men saying anything? I don't be feeling like they don't be saying shit. That's why I don't be giving a fuck when shit happened with them. <laughs> yeah, like, like that's over. what I'm saying. Like, and I'm we always fucking just this. That's what I'm saying. Like, we gotta k- get out of it. I, I don't mm. give a shit. I do not give a shit. shit. Like, and, and especially for trash ass black men. So, uh, what about Bow Wow? <laughs> so, yeah. girl, that's gonna yeah. Let's wrap this shit up real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, according to the neighborhood talk. Uh, a court declared Stone Cameron uh, as Bow Wow's biological son after he tried to disown him because his mother wanted child support. Looks like Bow Wow's giving shorty like mine a whole new meaning. <laughs> Neighbors, y'all remember when Bow Wow was being petty on Twitter and answering all those questions regarding his son? Well, when asked, Bow Wow hinted that he only had one child and even posted Michael Jackson's Billie Jean song. We learned through court documents. Oh, crap, I just clicked something. Hold up. We learned through court documents that Bow Wow's baby mother, Olivia, was seeking child support. As many of you know, paternity must be established in order to do so. Well, the test of Ren, and he is the father. Per the documents, Stone Cameron, born in 2020, is hereby declared to be the legitimate son of the respondent, Shot Moss. Bow is currently on tour. We're sure he'll be sharing that money with Little Stone. And then he writes in the comments, such a blessing to have him in my life with a heart. That's what he wrote in the You're comments. really fucking sick. And <laughs> like, like, you're really fucking sick. You got on that motherfucking show. You told your daughter while on the show that she has a brother on the way. The child is fucking born. You are a fucking mega celebrity. Now, as far as, you know, reach and probably not, but you're super fucking famous. When yeah. I can look up shit and a, a fucking article is going to come up. Like, your child can Google the fact that you knew for a fact that that was his, like, you were his father. And you're going to fucking deny him because why? His mama don't want to fuck you? That seems to be his, like, pattern. That's like, your your pattern is getting bitches pregnant, so you just fucking everybody raw. That just seems to be, like, your thing. Like, you fucking every... He had the, the girl that he had the physical altercation with. Remember, she said she was pregnant, too. She was pregnant. Somebody else said they was pregnant. Like, you just been going around just fucking everything. But my point, what I don't get is, you know you do it raw, and then when the bitch pops up pregnant, it's like, it wasn't me. Now you're shaggy. You went from shy to shaggy. Like, what the fuck is going on with you? You know Why what? are you acting like these bitches is making it up? One thing about me, I remember, I am into pop culture. I have been looking on blogs since I was young. I have yeah. always, I have things in the back of mind in my Rolodex. And I know for a fact, I told you that I'm pretty sure he did the same thing with his fucking daughter. 
And you know how Google, how fucking Google works. An article pulled up from straight from the fucking T where they said that he did not hurt at first, and then until the DNA results came out and he was fucking joy for a minute and you knew she was pregnant for you you gave her a hard fucking yeah. time so both your children have to look up and see the type of shit you did if i was able to google this you mean your child not gonna be able to google this he don't give a fuck that you didn't is, you is says, moss finally showed up on the sixth day of his daughter's life to take joy and shy home but he still never signed shy's birth certificate like you do mm-hmm. weird shit. Get your shit. This is from 2011. It's literally mm-hmm. 10 years later and you're doing the same shit. And th- he's another person I feel so fucking bad for because I feel like this industry tainted him as a human being. I oh, feel he is like totally fucked. He is so fucked up in ways that he don't understand how he's fucked up. Like I really mm-hmm. like I hate I like I have sympathy for you. Because they really fucked you over. And I would hope one day you're able to tell your story. You have a very Peter Pan-ass way of things. I hope that you get the help you need. I wouldn't want to see you like a lot of other people. But it's something wrong with you. It's something to fuck wrong. Because for you to do the same shit 10 years fucking later. And your daughter is beautiful. Your son is beautiful. You're doing goofy shit. You mean to right. tell me your name is Bow Fucking Wow, Shy Fucking Moss? You just did fast. Bow Fucking Wow. <laughs> you just said Bow Fucking Wow. <laughs> you literally just did a Fast and the Furious movie. Niggas in the hood can pay for a bitch to get a, a paternity test before birth. Yeah. Why the fuck? Like a motherfucker. You? And you went around telling everybody you had to. Because he knows it's his. He rather prolong that shit to give him some and you more like time. To have a fucking narrative about, yeah. oh, it was just, she was just something to do. Then answer me this, you know. I'm somebody that understands sexual health. If this is somebody just to do, why are you fucking them raw? And you're in mm. the space that you're in, you're rich. You're a rich guy. You, you know. Ain't nobody can tell me Bow Wow broke. I know how much no. money Bow Wow was bringing in when he was a kid. Can't nobody ever broke. tell me Bow Wow broke. He, and not he broke. was on 106 in Park for a long time. People forget that he was hosting that shit for a while. Like he he's doing okay financially. I will I agree with that. He he's not broke. I just think that honestly, Bow Wow just he still has such an immaturity to him. That he's like to me always going to be a teenager. Like I don't even he's look at him as a kid. He's like a teen. Like his mentality is very, very immature. And it's like, well, as long as I can prolong and not have that responsibility, I'm going to just say it's not mine. And then, all right, the paternity come out. All right, fuck it. All right, well now I gotta just kind of. You're know. so lame. It's just so yeah. lame. Like you really. And need you to know it's up. probably yours. Yeah. Like you were on Love and Hip Hop. You know when you made her. There I mean, growing so many up, hip hop that say that. Like they know it exactly when they got somebody pregnant or is the person know in the moment he gets like, every bitch every bitch that's ever talked to bow wow has publicly said that they have been pregnant by him i don't know one bitch maybe you know i don't even know with him and angela and all that shit that's i don't the think they ever had sex <laughs> that's that's why i said it's a different scenario but everybody else she said she lost her virginity to her baby days so i don't think they ever had sex I, but what I'm saying is that's a different, like, you know, outside of all his other public relationships outside of her, 
at, to me, everybody else that you've publicly been with, Sierra's another one that's quiet about, you know, things besides it was, you know, said that he put his hands on her, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it seems like you have a pattern of allegedly uh, physically abusing women and you also like to get them fucking pregnant and then make them get abortions. And I or, guess apparently or, saying they're not they sure. don't get an abortion, you stress them out to the fucking point they fucking miscarry. Oh, or maybe that's part of what it is. You purposely don't claim it because you mad that she kept it. Is that what it is? He's crazy. Like, you know what? I, you didn't get rid of it. Well, fuck you then. Like, it's like that kind of a thing. And so you forced to get paternity and done. let's watch it. Within a year, he's suddenly going to try to make things work with this child's mom. And miss, don't do it. <laughs> just don't fucking do it. Let's get He's into the next. It. Let's get into the next topic of some fucking perverted ish shit. Well, no, okay. we're not even gonna get into the godfather that married the goddaughter. I want to talk about something else. Okay, we ain't gotta talk about that. We we can about? wait for that because that's just a mess. Yeah, it makes. But the little Nas X and the little oh. thing, I do <laughs> want to get into that because. <sighs> Yeah. Well, where I, do you want to begin? I I'm <laughs> fucking proud of the fact that little Nazi's ex father stepped up. And I okay. feel like homophobic men like Boosie feel like they can say whatever they want to other young gay men and make them feel like shit with no repercussions because they feel like just because you would disown your son for being gay, that every black man thinks like that. And the fact that his father stepped up, like, this ain't what the fuck you want. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, so how did it even start again, though? With the, okay. Um... So it never stopped. Little Boosie has kept, <laughs> continued to make comments about Little Nas X, especially over the last year. It's like he's fucking obsessed. The entire time, yeah. Little Nas X has not said anything about him at all. Right. Um, Little Nas X was on Instagram live and he was trolling and he said that um, his next single features uh, Little Boosie. Like they got a song coming out. His fans <laughs> laughed. It was that. He, I'm not even going to read what Little Boosie said because it was super homophobic. And he like... He he responded on Twitter with saying that little Nas X is bullying him and bothering him and they said a whole lot of like explicit homophobic things and then tried to prompt him to like harm himself. That um that little Nas should just harm himself and you know, and little Nas X dad was like, you know, you got my son fucked up. Like why are you so right. fucking obsessed with him? Why is a grown man you're fucking obsessed with my kid? And what the fuck he doing? And how dare you, you know, try to prompt him to do that? Like, who are you? Like, what's wrong with that you? That is so fucking weird. And that is so like, weird. He, his dad said, we real East Atlanta for real. Don't get it <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and that's the thing. That, and the brother recently said, came out and said the same thing. Like, you're mad as shit. My little mm-hmm. brother is making like what six hundred million <laughs> to right. bit from last week. <laughs> six hundred right. million. He's making fucking bread. You're fucking mad because you have eight hundred thousand dollars. Like this boy, <laughs> fucking money, and you're fucking pissed. He was like, "If you want us to get you a number one song, that's all you have to ask." <laughs> that's all it is. Just just tell like, us what you so want, boozy. Mad. What you want, boozy? 
What, what do you want from I really, Bill I really feel like Boosie encountered people having sex, men having sex in jail, and got turned off, and he's been pissed ever since. Oh, I think it's more than that. I really feel like ever since then he been made. I think it's more than that. I think that either you were um, taken advantage of as a child or mm-hmm. some part in your life, um, somebody took advantage of you. Like maybe you were like really intoxicated or something, or maybe you were a child and you were either taken advantage of or... Um, a situation happened where you didn't know mm-hmm. that you were dealing with somebody that might be transgender. Um, or I just feel like there is a self hate thing going. I and, think it's all of it. Yeah. It's, it's one of the three for me. I can't, figure out which one it is because it bothers you so much at your core. Like you can't even ignore it. Like you can't let nothing slide. You can't let it go. And you showed this boy that he can push your buttons. He can make you engage with him whenever the fuck he wanted to. And if yeah. I, to me, little Nas is winning because you made this boy way more relevant in my world. I didn't pay him no attention. Like I really didn't, but boozy, you made him a thing. Like, and what's so weird to me, though, and I I wish that the Breakfast Club, this is the type of shit that they do that pisses me off. Y'all had that man on that show. He was saying things. Y'all was trying to get him to be politically correct when the things he was saying. And he went on to this whole, oh, you know, well, I don't have a problem with, you know, gay people. And, you know, he tried to kind of clean it up. And we all knew that that was forced and fake. And then he turns around and says again how he really feels. So what was the purpose of that? Did y'all give him donkey of the day? Did you say, you know what? We know that Boozy is just fucking homophobic and it is what it is and y'all don't give a fuck. And stop y'all don't care. Me stupid. And stop talking about it. Stop giving him a plan for him to talk about this shit. Period. Like, we, the, like the, the so nigga's homophobic. Stupid. He's homophobic because nothing's going to change. He sat down with this person. He sat down with that person. He has been educated. At this point... It's an inside thing for him, and that hate festers. And he don't even give a fuck that it was a lot of people that were fans of him when he went to jail. Now this time, you got some uh, charges on you for some other shit. I bet you you won't get the same fucking report uh, support you did before. Right. I bet you. And you, you know what I find funny too? All the people that he always talks about supporting him, right? Like, oh, a lot of people feel the same way. Oh, I'm sure they do. But they not talking. But see, that's the right. You're the dummy because why the fuck is you making yourself the backbone? Like, like everybody else is them niggas, them other entertainers that feel how you feel uh, for whatever reasons. It could be because they are, are um, again ashamed. They got some other shit going on. And they just feel that way. They not messing up. They fucking bags to support you pu- publicly. So mm-hmm. who the fuck cares what they whispering to you the fucking private? Oh, oh yeah, you know that's what's up, man. That's what I wanted to say. No, them niggas ain't saying none of that shit. They fucking mm-hmm. letting your dumb ass nope. do it. They like, well, fuck Boozy. You know, oh, yeah, we fuck with you in the hood. You talking about niggas. I seen he put a tweet out like, oh, yeah, niggas from the hood, like real niggas fuck with you. Oh, you mean people that don't have nothing to lose? Yeah, yeah a lot exactly. of them probably that are ignorant that be fucking. But so ironic, this is the 
the craziest part to me, though. The ironic part of all of this is most of these people that's the realest ones be the ones to me that's rushing to go to jail. Y'all the ones that do the, the hardest shit to, that will get your ass locked up because normally you get locked the fuck up to be surrounded by fucking men for the rest of your life anyway. Yo, so you I sure literally that's just not had what this you conversation want? with a cousin earlier. Like, y'all be running back to the jailhouse. People mm-hmm. that don't want to go back to jail don't. At all. They don't. I know the fuck I wouldn't be going there. What the fuck I'm going there for? And I can't wear weave? My nose not getting done? I'm sorry. That's I, I, I should be really friends because that's really the things I be thinking about. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to do my hair. I need tender loving care. Mm. I gotta wear, I use certain type of uh, pads and I know that the prison system not gonna have it. I'm allergic to Can you to imagine so much if your period is on and you know how like you be having like the bubble guts and you gotta share a bathroom, an open fucking bathroom in a yeah. cell that's not private because you gotta be like, oh, I'm sorry, girl. Up, you know my period on, and you just farting and shitting away, and she right there like three feet away from you. Yeah, I'm we sorry. don't want to go to jail <laughs> at all. <laughs> I pray to God, please, Lord. That's I, I, not for me. It Let's not um, for me. go ahead and go into the throw bag. Okay. Oh shit, I didn't pull it. <laughs> I smelled all right now. Sitting here going off and shit. <laughs> you ain't even got your report on. Do I your work. and stuff like that. However, I don't do the shit for fun. I be wanting to go to bed. <laughs> right, right, like, right. I be doing weird shit. Just I feel up. you, though. Like, yeah, I'm always that... tired. And I know right. that on from watching the movie, you have to stay up to a certain amount of hours. I can't right. do it. I cannot. Yeah. You cannot give me an Adderall. You cannot give me adrenaline. <laughs> I'm fucking sleepy. I cannot. Right. He's going right. to get my ass. He's going to get me. <laughs> That's actually a good one. I don't think most people, because it's like, how much running can you do? You yeah, you're how like, can you, know you stay like up? Me. How do you stay up for 72 hours? He's well, getting it's me. like, you got to stay up forever anyway. And it's like, he's going to catch you at some point. His, you know, he like to do tricks and to make you think that, you know, that you're one up. thing is well, going that's on. that's how your brain does. Right. Stay up a certain amount of hours. You that's true. can um, fall asleep and not realize it. 
And then yeah, you're in a coma like sleep and you can't wake up. Mm-hmm. You ever see somebody shit. that been you ever been around somebody that did like Eddie? Of course. I've I've took an Adderall before. But you know when you crash, you fucking crash. I didn't. Like, That's how I know it's something wrong with me. Perhaps. <laughs> but I, I've seen someone and like when I say they were knocked out, they fell asleep right in my bed and was just like knocked out, couldn't get up. Right. Like nothing yeah. was moving them. Like when they were asleep, they were asleep. And that would be me. I would have waited. I would have stayed up for all this time just for me to fall asleep without knowing and he get my ass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's actually a really good one. So what what one would well, you, you do survive? The, one of yours first. All right, what I wouldn't survive. So for me, what I wouldn't survive was The Shining, um, oh. because first of all, it was a lot of things going on. It was one thing that he could see shit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, I'm seeing like you know he's seeing things. Then it's like the ghost, and it was different types of ghosts. It was the twins. Mm-hmm. Then it was like the ghost that was alive, but it wasn't the old lady. Then it was like the cannibal people. It was a lot going on. And then, you know, the bartender that made, you know, um, that was happen- helping Jack Nicholson go crazy or whatever. And then you got your dad going the fuck crazy. Like, and then his mom was like really stupid. And then you had that maze and it was blood everywhere. I'm a really, mm-hmm. like, it's one thing to run from my dad that's like, you know, possessed. And then like writing to mm-hmm. the same thing over and over all them different ways that's one of my favorite i actually like like i love the shining but my thing is it's cold as shit outside and all that fucking snow i'm not going nowhere (laughs) let's let's start with that you like Like to be cozy (laughs) i love to be cozy then we went this big ass fucking hotel and it's empty as shit and then there's ghosts that's helping him and i can see these motherfucking ghosts and then then oh and then you gotta remember too little boy was talking to himself like with his finger it was Mm -hmm. a lot going on and i just feel like if i was i guess the mom in that my son would be going because I, I would not be saying that. Once he started talking to himself and writing red rum and on next to my bed with a knife and all that, I'm out of there, but I don't think I I'm can survive going. because of the, the weather. You know, I would be fucked up, you know, and then he messed up the thing so she couldn't call out. Like, and then she didn't know how to drive the snowplow. Like, you just kind of fucked. You know what I mean? So that that was like my one that I didn't think, but I, I did have a tie though because I felt like, and we both could possibly say this, for me, I feel like it, my runner up was the purge oh, because yeah. mm-hmm. I know it's a lot of people that would have me on the top of their list if they could. And I already know I felt like it, I wouldn't be on nobody's top of the list. Oh, I would be. I, I know so. I would be. I think okay. I feel like people got so many demons that bitch, if I'm at the top of your list, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, but that's what, people are sick. That's what I'm like, saying. All you gotta do so is many be happy, girl. After you, and I mind my fucking business. <laughs> but that's the th- that's what I'm trying to say. People don't like they remember. Like I think it was the first or second one where like people were like kind of jealous of the family. It was like their neighbors were the ones trying to get them out of like they had, had a dinner beforehand, and then they were the main ones trying to kill them. They was like, eh, you know, you always just so fucking happy, and oh, you got this new car, <laughs> you're rubbing it in our face. Like 
that's what I really feel like it would be like, oh, okay. Oh, this bitch, you know, is trying to actually be positive in life and do yeah. better. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get that bitch. I'm going to get fucking Tasha. I, yeah, hey. I just feel like, yeah, if you, if you after me and not after the person who fucked your edges up, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> but um, one that I'm absolutely surviving 100% is Scream. Oh. I'm surviving because the thing is, it's not a real serial killer. It's not somebody that just, that has extra crazy type of strength. They're not supernatural. It's just a fucking mm-hmm. weirdo. They think they're going to get away and you probably a can't fucking, fucking fight. Right. You can't fight for real. <laughs> and I'm not falling. I'm not a clumsy bitch. I'm beating you the fuck up. And that's the thing about Scream. It's like, it's not like it's Michael Myers where for some other yeah. reason he's strong as right. shit and you can't like you can't fuck his ass up like it don't matter it's not like yeah. it's Jason and he's super some type of supernatural demon or something like that it's none of right. that shit this right. is just a it's fucking just a freak that is obsessed with you I'm fucking you up and I'm not Girl. stopping I keep so you weapon. know what so let me ask you that so the movie you ever seen The Strangers no I didn't it looks scary. But, I ain't want to see this. Too scary. It is <laughs> right because those are regular people, and that actually kind of is loosely based off of a true crime story too. But they're you know they never found out who the killers was. But anyway, my point is saying that is they're real people, and that movie was so scary to me because it could really fucking happen. Oh wait, um, I think I actually did see that. I did see that movie. Yeah, with um um the guy from Aerosmith, his daughter. What the fuck is her name? You know the one from um, they were like all. Get, yeah, they were like trying to get her get in the house, right? Yeah, and then they had finally got in there. Yeah, and they were like torturing them and stuff. Yeah, I and was it was like, it. you know, well, what was the reason for them doing it? And she just was like, because you like you were home. Like yeah, it was, it was, was no there was no rhyme or reason, and that is that was the scariest part of the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Um, but no, I get you with Scream. I, the only thing is, I would say that you might not like survive. Low key, because all right, so if you remember um, in the first scream, I forget his name, um, it like his name and character in the movie, but the one that was like you know, the real movie buff, and he was talking about the rules, uh, yeah. And the main of the, the rules were <laughs> like you couldn't be, you know, partying, couldn't drink, couldn't smoke, you had to be like the good girl Jamie Lee Curtis. That well, Jamie Lee Curtis actually smoked weed in the first Halloween. So yeah, I didn't really did. know why he used that example because she definitely was smoking in that car. But anyway, um, you had to, you know, you had to be a virgin though, you couldn't be fucking. Like it was all these things. So that's but why Sydney I felt like survived. I would get so many times after, after she started she fucking said, and drinking so that that's true fuck, she was fucking fuck you uh, fucking. what's his name Jamie something I, I forget yeah, um, who's most wanted fuck you, you right him <laughs> you were a virgin <laughs> I liked him I didn't like when they killed him Oh, he got killed oh in movie God. too <laughs> fuck your <Right>. rules <laughs> <laughs> um alright so mine's for surviving was Chucky because I'm not fucking you're not ain't no doubt overpowering me i don't give a fuck Fuck what kind of spirit is in it i i will fucking run chucky over first of all i will be fucking chucky up like you talking about fucking a dial up girl i already was used to doing that shit when i was younger because i used to practice (laughs) 
That shit say it sound crazy. Yeah. But I used to practice. Maybe my cousins would do that. Because we'd be like, yeah, because if it was real, I, you know, we used to play fight on our dolls and stuff. Like, yeah, because I'm going to hit my doll mm-hmm. like this. Like, I will fuck my doll up. I used to purposely, yep, like, I would put my dolls in certain dick, like, and put them in positions. So, like, I knew, I'd be like, because I'm going to know if you moved. or Like, real mm-hmm. crazy shit. But I would fuck Chucky up. Like, yeah, to I me, always hit it. him trying to bite me and shit, like, I would fuck his little ass up. I would grip him up by his neck. That's one thing that I would literally physically fight. And I would not be scared that there was, like, you know, demon-possessed object. I, I would fight it. Now, the, I will say, though, at Annabelle, I... I that's one that I went to go back and say... That bitch is gonna get me. <laughs> that, I'm not fucking with her. That, first of all, the last one I watched when the girl went to go fuck with her, I said, "Why are you bothering this lady?" <laughs> Just leave her alone. That, the, all of those like movies with that couple, I'm like, y'all always fucking with stuff that don't be fucking with y'all. <laughs> y'all need to mind your exactly. business. It's like, just leave it alone. No, that bitch like, is going to get me. One movie we talked about, too, was Pinocchio Revenge. Not that he going to get me, but that is a... I'm watching it tonight. That's one of the movies that people forget about. And he was evil. He was mean and shit to that little girl. And I feel like he was way meaner than... And uh, I feel like, child. didn't he have a voice? Wasn't it like a scary voice? Yeah, the voice was like real, like leprechaun it was like, a scary mm-hmm. voice like i remember that fucking movie it's a lot of movies i'm fucking up the leprechaun one. too that is <laughs> oh, well leprechaun to me is actually funny like it's i'm funny not even shit. scared I'm of him, him the fuck yeah like, I'm, i think he's funny like but you know like when a stranger calls that freaks me out you know my you ever see milo Mm-mm, that sounds scary it is, or Black Christmas, where like the Santa was like looking through the people, his eyes was going back and forth. It, I use, I'm a scary movie buff, as yeah, y'all can you see. Are. So like, me and my I mom, this shit. is our time of year. Like <laughs> me and my mom shit. literally call each other and be like, "Oh, you see such and such is on." Like we love. I got a fight and chance and so it depends on the test. Oh, I don't. Now that's oh, you know what? That's another one. I totally would die. It depends because on the test. I was about to say, so, because you know normally you're losing some type of limb or some shit, so you believe that you could get through, you know, what was, I mean, it was always extreme, cutting your leg off or uh, letting your tongue get sliced in half in order to get out, like, you had to do extreme shit. Oh, yeah, well, then probably not. It's like, oh, yeah. gonna be like, you know what? Take this is some out. bullshit. You, you should have just killed me before you even put me up here. I don't just even know why you out. did. <laughs> just wasted your, you wasted your time, sir. Like, look, it's not, look, do what you got to do. What you scared? <laughs> <laughs> like, what you scared? Like, anybody right. doing these bullshit games, what you do? What you got to do, my nigga? Like, <laughs> that's exactly why they ain't never have, you know, salt in the hood. <laughs> because that's look, exactly how this shit will go. Everybody's just going to be like... like I made Look, it so, Right. Yeah, I still got some weed left in my pocket. Anybody want to hit this before we out? Like, that's about it. That is about it. You know? Look, all right. So, what you want to um, do? You might, we well, I found it. If you okay. want to um, do yeah, the no, go Quentin ahead. thing. Okay. So, Quentin Tarantino, um, an article that I found a while ago was talking about him and the relationship that he had with his mother. Um, so... Quentin, all right, Quentin Tarantino talked about the complex relationship he has with his mother and recalled the time when, as a child, he promised not to give even a penny to her. In a chat with um, creator of Billions, um, during the podcast, 
he told during a podcast called The Moment, Quentin Tarantino said that uh, he had a troubling relationship with his mother, Connie McHugh. According to the Pulp Fiction director, his mother was never a fan of his and never supported his idea of becoming a writer. He admitted to Brian Copeland that he was not particularly gifted from an artistic point of view when he was a kid. After he enrolled in a skip script writing class, his mother scolded him and said, may this writing career end as soon as possible. At that moment, Quentin Tarantino reflected and thought, well, when I get famous and rich as a writer, you won't even see a penny of mine. There'll be nothing for you, no apartment and no house. You wanted it. Um, and apparently his mother is still alive, but the director has never given her any financial help. And Glorious Bastards author weighed in, all words have weight and consequences, especially those spoken to children. For a child, sarcasm can, can be really dangerous to digest. During a chat on Joe Rogan's podcast, Quentin Tarantino dwelt on film censor censorship and said the 80s and 50s were the worst because they were time of being politically correct. Um, blah, blah, blah. He's talking about that. But finally, it goes into this other stuff. But that was the main premise of it. Um, is that he, you know, felt like his mom didn't support him and, you know, uh, basically told him that another article I have read, he was, he got a little bit more in depth where he was saying like, she basically told him he wasn't going to be shit. It was, it was deeper than saying, you know, I, I don't want you to go to this writing school. It was like, like, you're not going to ever do it. Like, you know, you're never going to be worth anything. And all of that propelled him and ingrained to him. Like, well, when I do, I'm going to make sure that you don't benefit. I, what do you think about that? Would you do yeah. that? Some things I've realized is that like through going to therapy and stuff like that, I feel like sometimes we have to come to the part. It's like, is that what somebody said or is that how you felt? Yeah, that's true. And it can be a difference. You know what I mean? It can like, be did a she say it in that way? Because you bring, because I feel right. like someone that can say that in that way, they have instances of verbally abusiveness outside of yeah. just saying what you're not going to do. Like, there'll be more. Yeah. But I feel like I wouldn't take care, but I wouldn't see them go without. Like, you wouldn't be living okay. in luxury. I don't know. I know, like, just because people are doubters like of this podcast or don't support it in a way that I would feel like as somebody that loves me should or say that they love me should support right. I don't really have anybody tell me what I can't do. I don't know what they're saying behind my back. But right. if they were to need something, depending on who they are, I would help in the best way that I felt comfortably. I don't know if I have enough hatred for anybody to really just see them go without in that way, except for probably like my dad, but I don't hate him. It's just like, well, shit, you really ain't do shit for me. So, right. You're a stranger. Right. So, right. Excuse me. That's different. And, um, I can it seem like it. he can hold a fucking grudge. I said, damn yeah, Well, he, he always seemed very eccentric to me. So, he I, is. this isn't surprising. <laughs> Even yeah. his characters that he actually plays in his own movies, like Dawn, is it Dawn of the Dead? The one with uh, the vampires uh -huh. and uh -huh. Salma yeah, Hayek. Uh -huh. His character uh -huh. is very I like that movie. Yeah, I, my mom is one of my mom's favorite movies. I watched it all the time. Yeah, as a kid. it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. I'm surviving that shit too. But <laughs> <laughs> me too. Now that one I can survive too. But that's because it's kind of like you know, ain't no bitches gonna get me. And then those mm -hmm. men that were vampires were like, you know, well, but they anyway, were like sorry. very movie. I'm like, yeah. So right, yeah, I'm exactly. surviving it with all of that. <laughs> but I feel like he's very I feel like he's one of those people that whatever he say he gonna do, he gonna do it. 
So. Yeah. Well, to me, it just sounded really vindictive. Um, yeah. I, you know, I understand, you know, being upset or whatever, but I'm like, damn, you know, you really, to me, it has to, I would hope it was deeper than that. Some people can get on and be kind of cool hearted, you know. That's what no I'm saying. It Kobe would have Bryant, to be but they kind of said me. that about him. Right. Like, some people do get famous and act like they don't know their family or yeah. kind of cut them off or distance themselves. Right. Um, so yeah, it seemed like it was a, another level yeah, to I it. Yeah, I feel like they hit, like, that's what I'm saying, like, just because, you know, like, is that what she said or is that what he heard? And then, I think that it's, a, it's what he felt. I do yeah, believe that. It, I feel like it, some songs, things... But I will but say, I though, seen I people get what say that saying. to their children. I was going to, I feel like when the point that he made about the child thing, like, you know, you do have to, cause I was a very sensitive child. I'm still sensitive now, but as a yeah, child, things that <laughs> I know I walked into this, so I tried to hurry up and fly past <laughs> um, I, I will say as a kid though, it was really bad where, you know, words could literally physically, like I really would be hurting. So if somebody says something negative to me or was malicious to me and, and I knew it, and it's like what a normal person can kind of let glide off, it was ingrained in me. Some things can, people can glide off and some things become a part of who they are. And maybe mm-hmm. with him, it made him feel so fucked up that it was like he hated how she was able to make him feel. Right. To me, it's deeper than just what she she said it was like you know the fact that she had her power to do anything as your parent and she mm-hmm. chose to but you know belittle you that is the part that you really couldn't wait to get her back kind of like right. some real mm-hmm. after you you know because nobody should even notice like it no. should be something that you know you just if you wasn't trying to be smart nobody would know they would just ask questions about my mom I wouldn't mention her like I just be like we don't you know people would just have to come up with their own conclusions. But I don't know. I can't can really see somebody be down. No, I don't know. I, I guess that's a boundary that you know you have to cross. I think I could. To. Yeah, I, I feel like I could. I see can't do down that. Down to my mama. <laughs> no, well, no, 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 no. But I could see me like knowing what I know now about the lack of boundaries that I've had with people and realizing that that is actually one of my biggest weaknesses was being too caring and people knew it. So you, it's like, you always have that door open and I'm always getting the shitty in and everything that I was nurtured to believe. I now know that God knows my heart. And that's why I love saying that the Lord knows. I know in my heart, the type of person I am. And if I don't help you, I can feel sorry for you, but I know that me helping you probably, Probably ain't helping you in the long run. It's just right. helping you for right the fuck now. I'm gonna need you to help yourself. <laughs> no, I Sorry. agree. I might, I might, I might find that nobody fucking life. Like <laughs> you, you fucked up if you fucked up. Like I don't got nothing for you, baby. But I don't know if I would be. I wouldn't talk about it. It'd just be some shit I just don't do. Like exactly. I don't give a fuck exactly. if you go to a fucking news article. I don't give a fuck. My dear. <laughs> well, actually, that's to me, that's what you should do. I will be giving you that's if, if I mentioned you, that is your way to be able, like Mariah Carey's sister used to kept, keep coming out saying little shit. Come out. Like my celebrity has now you got some type of bag for talking shit about me. There you go. That's your bag. Have fun with that. Cause I'm not gonna argue against it because I'm not gonna give you no more leg to stand on. And that's what it is. Yeah, I agree. Let's get into our glow up topic. And this okay. week was a 
listener suggested go up topic by my good my friend Abri, and she oh, said hey the difference. She was also my college roommate, so. So, um, she said the difference. <laughs> I can picture the face you just made. I'm so, <laughs> so the difference between a resilient mindset and a victim mindset. What do you think? Mm, that's so deep. Um, I feel like the difference can be how people take it. It's it's about um, perspective from the other party's um, viewpoint. So, um. I feel like, you know, there can be a thin line between being resilient and being a victim, but um, I don't really know. It does, Honestly, I don't really know if it depends more on the person and how they view their life or how I view it is what determines which is which. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that can be, and that's more so something that comes from outside of a person. Um, not something that I can determine because somebody like, all right, let's say myself, for example, let's say that, you know, like I do complain about money a lot. Right. And I'm always like, oh, you know, I don't have any money, you know, and you know, it's these things going on and that is going on or whatever, you know, I still make it every week, but girl, I am barely making it or whatever. Depending on who you talk to, I can be resilient or I can be a victim. And it could be like, well, you know, yeah, I, I complain about money, but I'm still saying that, you know, I'm still able to maintain. And it's like, well, well, which one, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I just feel like it, it depends on the other person. It's very subjective. But what but about does, yourself? But, you know, being resilient in that aspect, it doesn't make you a victim. Like, Complaining about um, money, is that a way of, is, does that make you a victim or is that just your circumstances right now? I feel like, like do you, um, like, do you feel, feel like, like a victim? Like I you don't feel, feel like, like a victim. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't feel like a victim. I normally don't feel victimized in a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. No, I don't feel like it's, I'm a victim because honestly, if I really wanted to change my circumstances, I could. Right. And it's just, as comfortable I'm not uncomfortable enough to change it right you know what I mean so yeah that yeah that's I feel like you can be they're not mutually exclusive and a lot of standpoints I feel like you can be a victim and still be resilient and you can be resilient and still understand that people had you fucked up or situations had you fucked up and understand your victimhood in there and still persevere and vice versa I feel like staying a victim like I feel like everybody if you have been wronged in any way you should take the time to feel that and understand how you feel about that and really feel those emotions and when you're ready when you're tired of being in that space then there's something in all of us that can push you to be like you know what I'm not going to stay here And sometimes it helps in the form of therapy. Sometimes it helps by your friends. It helps by your circumstances. But that resiliency, you for you to persevere, you have to feel that. Like you have to feel like, you know, I am not what happened to me. I am not my circumstances. I can do better. I'm going to feel how I feel about it, but I'm going to push ahead. And I think in a lot of times people 
feel like because they were victimized in some type of way, they had to stay there. That it is a brand, yeah. it's a badge, and you don't have yeah. to. Like, I want more people to understand. Yes, because about certain, like I've talked about on the show, yes, I have daddy issues. Yes, there are things that I feel like it's fucked up to go through as a child, you know, and growing up, you know, with a one, you know, with just one parent, it's a lot. Even my mom right. is a single mom. There is a lot of things in it that she would have to do with. But staying, if she would have stayed stuck being a victim of someone that was had to be a single mom, like if she stayed in just that, like stayed right. there and didn't push through, I would be fucked up right now. Yeah. Like I would be yeah. fucked up. She fixed, she yeah. said, you know what? I feel how I feel about it. I'm gonna push through. I'm gonna make shit happen for my kids. And mm-hmm. I'm a, they're gonna be good. Yeah, same here. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I we're, agree we're you know, we're super way more successful than people ever probably would have thought we would be. Yeah. I and agree. she I totally did and my mom is not still in the same circumstances she was 30 years ago. Right. She's living right. a life in which she didn't even know was possible, but she just felt like she deserved more. I'm not raised in an environment to stay in anything where I feel like a victim. Like I'm going to, like, I'm not going to let nothing like keep me there. My brain is like, okay, I understand now. I feel how I feel. That doesn't change. You know, that does me being a victim of something, right. It doesn't make me have to be, have a victim mindset. I don't have to be in distress. I know that this is fucked up. I know that this bothers me, but I'm going to take that and I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that there. I, I, I honor it. I know who I was at that moment, but I'm going to move on. Right. I'm going to move forward. I'm not going to let that keep me there because whoever does the, that creates the victim in you, they win in that way. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of times in like, um, support groups, for people they were victimized, um, you know, rape, rape survivors, um, survivors of physical abuse, survivors of, you know, like a brutal traumatic event, you know, people that have PTSD and stuff like that. Um, they try to label them as survivors and not victims because sometimes, you know, when a person is labeled a victim, that's when um, addiction issues um, become more prevalent because instead of, like you said, overcoming, it's like, why did you're still stuck on what happened to me? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and and unfortunately, though, in some certain circumstances, it is extremely hard for somebody to get over. It. And I understand it, especially in those uh, examples that I just used. Like, I get that, you know, people seeing people get killed in front of them or been kidnapped or things like that. I understand where, you know, it's a, it can be a slippery slope. Where it's like, you know, sometimes you do feel like you can be, you're resilient and you taking a couple steps forward, but then something happens that triggers you and then you're kind of a victim in your head again. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I definitely agree with you when it comes to, you know, overcoming it. But that to me is that you um, defined it perfectly where it's the difference between the two is really, you know, either sitting in that energy or doing something about it. Cause it can be, you can be, a, you can still call yourself a victim, but it should be past tense. Like, you know, I was not, I am, 
You know what I'm right. saying? I was. These things happened. And, you know, everything should be past tense. Not yeah. currently. You know what I mean? This, this person did this because, like you said, it's about the power part. You know, why would I give somebody that? Right. And I don't say, I'm not, I don't think I'm saying, like, overcome. Like, I, I really don't like that word because I feel like that's a way of being like, get over it. You know what I mean? And I don't right. feel like everything. Yeah, I definitely don't mean that. Yeah, right. I think when no, I know you don't, but I feel like yeah. when people hear somebody say overcome it and they're in their victim state, they think that you're saying get over it. There is no getting over it. A lot of things there is yeah. going through it, going through yeah. the motions, not staying in that one instant. You know, like you have to grieve sometimes in situations. I think you have to grieve what was before, yeah, like who you was yeah. before that. Who you yeah, thought you would be so to grieve. You really have to go through the motions sometimes in order to persevere and still feel like it's okay to still feel fucked up about something. It's still okay to know and acknowledge you didn't deserve that or yeah. um, acknowledging it. But where resiliency is coming up, that's not who I am. I'm not right. the DV victim. I'm not the just the SA victim. I'm someone right. that was assaulted. I'm someone that was hurt. I was someone that was abused. But I'm also someone that have accomplished this. I have learned this. I have learned in therapy or through, you know, spirituality where I want to be and who I am. It doesn't define me. And right. I think sometimes people are okay with letting things define them. Like one of the things is like bullying. Like on right. a lighter note, like bullying, like feeling like you're still the person that was bullied. Me and you both mm -hmm. talk, talked openly about being bullied. And right. I think it does affect a lot of things with me today. I think like one of the things is I, I'm super unaware of my attractiveness, you know, like right. I'm like, girl, what, you know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, like, you know what I mean? Or right. um, I'm super like, be like offense you know defensive of some things i don't i i can cut with the nut you know what i mean i can i have a quick temper i have a quick mouth like we can go right. back and forth those are things that came from being bullied but i don't stay mm -hmm. in and becoming the child i was in that moment when i was being bullied i don't uh, uh, right. attach those emotions to me anymore i acknowledge it I acknowledge right. that it has made certain things the reason why they are, but I'm not, I don't feel like that girl no more. You know what you said though, that really, like really resonated in me when mm -hmm. you said that you have to grieve and mourn the person you were before that thing happened. Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a big thing even I'm dead serious like this is like a word for me and I know I always say this every week y'all but it, it's like my thing but I really do feel that because that's real shit like even for myself I'm like wow you know what a big part of when I was really really depressed was that yeah. it was not grieving you know you know um uh, uh, allowing myself to move on from you know like my my life not being from I keep looking backwards at how things were and what I thought and my expectations and it's like you know when it didn't pan out that way I was just looking like like why 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 and like you said you just have to learn to you know 
acknowledge that that this happened this was a part of my life and now this is another chapter of my life right and you know it's always going to live with me it's something that mm-hmm. i'm going to carry with me and you can still be you know and you know i, I don't want it to sound cliche but a lot of times you know pressure makes diamonds and that's just what it is like you people go through shit and become the best version of themselves right and just like we said before with the gabrielle union thing not gabrielle Union. yeah it was gabrielle union with her interview i'm not saying that if i could do it all over again i would experience the same things fuck no because i don't feel like you have to go through pain to succeed like i don't we don't believe that you know what i mean hell no because that's that's that shouldn't have to be a requirement none of that shit was or love yeah Mm -hmm. none of that shit is ever worth it but what we're saying is that shit happened we can't change it happens it It fucking happened we felt filled and still feel it but i think when you try to distract it and no longer think about how those feelings make you feel or how you've imagined your life to be prior to something happening or prior to realizing that things are happening. That's where right. you kind of develop a victim, you know, what people say a victim mindset or someone that abuses substances or someone that gets in toxic mm-hmm. relationships because you're trying to mask yeah. what it is that you felt in that moment. And if we kind of tap into but yo, that shit was fucked up. You know what I mean? Like that shit yeah. is so fucked up. I really wish I never had to do that. But what can I do? What can I do right now? How can I help the younger me? How can I help the person? Or how can I try to find the new me? You know? Right. Or even right. tap into the old you a little bit. The person that had a, that was more optimistic. The person that didn't have these things that showed you that the world isn't roses and grasses, you know what I mean? And all of that fun cotton candy shit. Like, how can I become that person just a little bit, a little, you know, like I'm trying to learn to be more optimistic and not pessimistic. Right. Because I feel like that pessimist shit is just because shit didn't go right before. And I just think that, all right, well, last time I was super hyped. So now like calm down, (laughs) Right, it's okay. It's okay to be, to be excited. It's okay to be happy in a moment. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to forget a little bit about the situation that made you a victim and, and, and embrace who you are today. But I don't ever want anybody to think that their pain or their suffering was worth the happiness they might achieve later or the happiness they have right now because it's never that. Right. And you definitely, like you said, it's not, it shouldn't have to be um, something that you need to have to get past it. But if it does happen to you, you wear that shit as a chank of armor mm-hmm. and then you keep it fucking pushing and, and push through further than what mm-hmm. was supposed to break you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, for sure. We all are capable because life happens to all of us. Even the, you know, uh, situations that people that, you know, in their lives that we don't see, it is there. We all go through different levels of things and we all can make it through. And, you know, resiliency is everything, you know, but it's something that always you have to work on it every single day mm-hmm. 
every single day because we all have days where you feel sorry for yourself. Everybody has days where you feel like, why me? Why did this have to happen to me? And you can see people around you that may not have had to go down the roads that you had to go down. Like mm-hmm. even when you talked about our parents, like I know that it's pretty, I'm pretty sure it's times my mom coming up looked at it and said, I didn't ask to be a fucking single mother. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, like this is, a, I, this is not a situation that I wanted, I put myself in. I, you know, I wanted to give my daughter this life and now I have to do all of this by myself, try to put her through school by myself, you know, and still be actively involved in, you know, paying this bill and paying that bill. That's, you know, her life took a drastic turn. And I understand that, you know, and look how things have turned out. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but she's resilient. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's just what that's just what yeah. it's all about. And that's why yeah. I say like just pushing and not pushing yourself to the point you ignore it. But I say, you know, feel it and say, you know what? I'm not going to let my circumstances define me. And I think that's really what the where the resiliency comes in. Like yeah. this shit is not going to define who I am. So, and then those of you that can't do it, you know, please feel, you know, definitely reach out to somebody because I know some people mm-hmm. just don't have that, you know, or maybe in a, a dark place where they're on. It, it sounds easy the way I feel like, you know, to other people, the way that we're saying it, it might, some people yeah, can it's be not in such easy, a dark for space sure. where it might not be even easy for them. Yeah, to I don't think it's easy point. at all. I don't think it was easy yeah, for me. So definitely. You. Yeah. And but definitely, if you can't pull yourself on. out, yeah, if you can't pull yourself out, though, yeah. definitely seek out help. I would reach out, you know, if you have insurance, call your insurance card. You know, you can request a specific culture if you want and gender. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but when it comes to counselors, you do you do have a preference. You can say, I would like a black counselor that's a woman. You can say that. You have every right to say it because it is you. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, see what they have within your area and, you know, and just go from there. And even and, like a lot of free services or if you have Medicaid. Right, that's what I was going to say next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you have Medicaid, they have it as well. I know um, a lot of stuff is available. And I'll just say, you know, therapy is the best investment. My friend Shanice mm-hmm. always says that, like, it's the best investment you can make in yourself. And I really realized, like, it is, for me, it really is. Um, right. And just, you know, just having a soundboard sometimes helps. Help, having someone help you, like, identify the emotions. Because I always say, like, we really only know three emotions most of the time. And there's so much more under that umbrella. So just really being open to that and if you feel like you're in the and you're if you feel stuck like reach right. out to somebody they can't help you feel unstuck but maybe they can you know give you some type of inspiration to try right exactly you know? exactly Exactly. And if we made this seem super easy, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but I don't think it's. Not, I don't think we definitely easy. right. Yeah, it's not shit ain't easy at all. Like this shit is all. not easy. The, the, they say the mind to me. That's one of the hardest things to retrain in your body is your brain and yeah, how sure. you you know interpret things and and move forward. How you react, like that's whew, yeah, it, it's a lot. So. We hope that that, you know, help maybe somebody out there mm-hmm. that may be going through anything, you know, it, you can always overcome. You can always be, 
you know, on the other side, like DeAndre said, and of what you were, that doesn't, that can, that doesn't have to define who you are. Um, definitely. So I hope you yes. guys appreciated that. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And if we were yeah. able to help in any way, let us know. And if yeah. not, let us know that too. <laughs> right. <laughs> if there's any therapists listening, it would be nice, you know, to yeah. leave a comment and just tell us like any type of uh, therapeutic uh, resources that you know of or therapies that can be done at home maybe or exercises that we all can use. I can use it. You know right. what I mean? Like me and sure. we can all use it. Yes. Um, so thank you guys for listening this week. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at JST Let It Glow. We're on Twitter at Just Let It Glow. And we are currently uh, streaming on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We hope that we helped you find your glow this week. And that is yes. our show. Yes. And have a happy Halloween. And we will talk to you guys next week.